Welcome to the Sunny Hill Podcast. This message was recorded at our Magna Academy campus. For more information about service times and locations, please visit sunnyhill.church. If this is your first time at Sunny Hill, welcome down. It's so good to have you. Um, and did you just... Oh, you're right, dude. Because honestly, thought it was crazy. Um, it's so good to have you um, join us. My name is Richard. I'm one of the leaders here. And we just love the fact that you are here with us this morning. Um, I love it when God is moving and speaking, especially when it isn't planned. Because whenever it's not planned, you know God is wanting to say something. And everything up to this moment, the the worship set that Christians spent ages praying over and putting together, the word that Jake brought, I think it's just to bring us to a point where what I honestly believe God is wanting you to understand and hear today. If there's one thing you walk away with today, it's simply this. You are a winner. You are a winner. I know some of you already in your self-talk, the talk happening in your heads, are already coming up with a thousand reasons why you're not a winner. I know for some of you right now, you're already telling yourself, Richard, these are the reasons why I am not a winner. Let me outline or list them for you, for there are many. For some of you right now, it's going to be things that have been spoken over your life by others. For some of you right now, it's going to be because where you are in your life circumstance. For some of you, it's going to simply be because you've honestly started to believe at some point that you are worthless. But let me tell you what God wants you to know before you walk out of this room this morning is this one simple truth. You are a winner. There is a biblical precedent for this kind of thinking. If God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for me, who can be against me? No one. Do you know what that means? I'm a winner. I will work all things for the good of those who love me. I will work all things for the good of those who love me. Even the bad things... I will somehow weave it in to make it the good for those who love me. Do you know what it means? I am a winner. Do you know what you are? You are a winner. This is so important to get your head around because I honestly believe if you can understand today that you are a winner, when you walk out of this room, everything will look different, everything will be different, and everything can be approached differently. But it all starts with you understanding this one simple truth. You are a winner. Now, you may not know this about me, but actually, I'm a really sporty guy. When you look at me, your natural assumption is that guy knows a lot about sport. It's got to be. You don't get this kind of build and physique without putting in long hours at the gym, hard running out on the road, huge amounts of training. You can't, you can't get to this kind of physique. And I've always been into sport, especially at school. I was in a very sporty school and actually did really well at sports, um, achieved kind of the highest teams that there were in our school for sports and really focused on two sports, rowing in the summer, which is all right, and I did well at it, and hockey in the winter, which I really, really loved. I loved playing hockey. It was such a great game to be able to play. And I really found kind of my niche into it. And 
I got put onto the um, first team, like our hockey's main team for the school, and we had one of those seasons that it's very difficult for British people to understand. We had what is called an unbeaten season. Now, I understand for British people, the concept of an unbeaten season in sports, non-existent. But for South Africans, like myself, it's a regular occurrence. We totally get it. And so as a hockey, I mean, not a lot of take up there on that comment. So I'm just going to sneak right past that and carry on. Don't worry, you're still a winner. Um, and so, I mean, what can you do? And so I was on this team and we had an unbeaten hockey season. Every game we played that season, we won. And we played round robin matches. We played other schools. We played club games. We played a huge amount of games. Every match we played, we won unbeaten. And it was interesting playing hockey because I began to learn certain things from playing the game. The first thing I learned was this, is the game doesn't actually begin when you step on the field to play. The game starts long before that in this thing which is called pre-season training. Has anybody ever done pre-season training for something? One person at the, or two people, okay, that's discouraging. No one on the Sunny Hill football team except for Danny put up their hands, which will probably go to show what's happening there. Pre-season training is basically when you just spend a lot of time running. You run and run and run and run and run and run, vomit a little bit, run and run and run and run and run and run. And in hockey, they then give you a hockey stick and then you run and run and run and run with a hockey stick. They give you a ball, and then you've got a hockey stick and a ball, and then you run and run and run and run with a hockey stick and a ball. And it's pre-season training. And all the way through the training, I would watch the coach furiously writing stuff into his notebook, which seems strange to me because, to be honest, once you've seen someone run, um, there's not a whole lot else. Like, I've seen you run. Like, it doesn't really change. You run the same. And so I was kind of really intrigued by what was going on and kind of had spoken to the coach about it. And one day he called all of the team to sit around. And during preseason training, he said this to us. He said, I know a lot of you are thinking that what I'm after is the best players for the team. But I'm not. What I'm really looking for isn't the best players, but the players who are advancing the most. The players who are developing the most are the players I'm looking for. Because you see, if you're busy developing and continually getting better, by the end of the hockey season, you will be phenomenal. But if you are the best you're ever going to be right now, well, there's nowhere else to go to. This blew my mind. It changed how I thought about what I was doing because the quest didn't become anymore, I have to be the best to get on the team. The quest became, I have to get better to get onto the team. I need to advance. And it was interesting because when you watch sport work itself out, there are normally two approaches people take when it comes to playing sport. A team is either playing on the defensive or a team is playing on the offensive. Teams that play on the defensive normally play on the defenses because of this one truth. They think they're going to lose. If you think you're going to lose, you naturally start playing defensively. You start to work out ways 
in which you can come to a draw and then pretend like the draw is the win. On the side, I saw this really interesting demotivational poster. If you ever want to buy something fun, buy yourself a demotivational poster. And on the poster, it had this guy coming through a ribbon with his arm stretched out. And it had the guy behind him just sweating. And an arrow pointing to the guy behind him who's sweating. And it just said underneath, second is still losing. What a great message for a poster. You should definitely go check it out and buy one. But if you're playing on the defensive, you spend all of your time reacting to what's thrown at you. The other team throws this play at you, they try to do this, they try to achieve this, and you spend all of your time just trying to react and stop the stuff that's getting thrown on you. But teams who know that they're going to win play on the offensive. They don't wait for the other team to throw things at them. What they do is, is they make a way to be able to win. They make plays, they execute strategies, and plans, they go on the attack, they don't retreat. And when you're confident you're going to win, you begin to go onto the offensive. When it comes to life though, so many of us are playing on the defensive. We're reacting to what the devil throws at us. We're reacting to what the world throws at us. We're reacting to what circumstance throws at us. And all we're trying to do is get through it. We spend more time trying to put out fires than we actually do preventing them. And I wonder if it's because of this one simple truth that we don't understand that we are winners. You're a winner. Because you see, when you're a winner, you start to play life on the offensive. You start to take ground. You start to live out the kingdom. You start to do the things that God is calling and asking you to do, you begin to go on the attack, you actually start to prevent fires rather than putting them out. And so there I was, pre-season training, learning this great lesson of advance. If only I could just get a bit better every day, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Ultimately, it's true. It's true. Some of the most profound change you'll ever make in your life won't come from a massive 90 degree shift, but it will come from a one degree change you do every day. And after a while, you'll go, wow, everything is different. Just getting a bit better. Just advancing. But not only did we need to advance to win, we also had to begin to understand quite central. Our, our coach spent hours and hours and hours drumming into us the winning strategy. I'm going to let you know what the winning strategy in hockey is. Everything goes down the sides, the wings. And when the wings get to the front, 
they cross the ball to the middle and the strikers stick it into the back of the net. Everything goes down the sides. The ball gets crossed to the middle and the strikers stick it into the back of the net. That's the winning strategy. You go down the left, you go down the left, you go down the left, and if you can't find a way in, you then swap it around and you go down the right. But you never go down the middle. You go down the left, you go down the right, you go down the left, left, right, right, cross it into the middle, and the striker sticks it into the back of the net. And we all had to align ourselves with this one plan. We go down the sides, we cross it into the middle, the striker smacks that ball into the back of the net. When the whole team played one plan, one strategy, did one thing, we won. But we had to align ourselves with the plan. Because in aligning with the plan, we would become winners. Life is kind of like that. So often we're on the defensive because we aren't aligned to the plan and purposes that God has for us. So we end up reacting all the time. But actually, when I align myself to the plans and purposes God has for me, when I begin to live in the reality of that, when I begin to align my life with the reality of his kingdom, things begin to change. Differences start to happen. But I have to align myself to his purpose and his plan. Like if you aren't reading the Bible regularly, you need to. Because you need to align yourself with his purposes and his plan. And I'm going to tell you now why you should. You should do it because you are a winner. You're a winner. So not only did I need to align myself with his purposes and with his plan, but then when it came to my coach, there was an important thing that needed to get picked up on. Once we were advancing, getting better, once we had known the plan, we've aligned ourselves with it, we actually had to act on it. It's crazy. I had to actually go and act on it. It's no good going, look at how much better I've become. It's no good going, I know exactly what I need to be doing if I don't actually go out and do it. And so we had to hit the field and we had to play the plan and we had to rely on our advancement that happened in the preseason training that we could cope with everything for us ultimately to become the unbeatable team we were, for us to become real winners. And you see, so often in life, we end up, I think, living in this place of being on the defensive because we go, I know that I'm getting better, I'm worshiping better, I'm seeing God move in my life better, I'm praying harder, it's all amazing. I can just feel it. I can feel his spirit at work inside of me. We spend all our lives going, God, I'm just understanding so clearly what you're calling me to, how you want me to live, how your kingdom's calling me to. But what we ever fail, what we fail to do is actually act on those things. We fail to actually go, great, I'm going to start to live my life differently. I'm going to start to actually live my life in everything that I've understood there. We spend all our time reacting to what the devil's throwing at us, rather than us going, actually, I'm going to become proactive. I'm taking the fight to him. And the reason why we should 
is because we are winners. You're a winner. And let me tell you, winners play to win. Losers play to lose. Think about how boring the Olympics would be if they lined up all of the 100-meter runners and just before they started to run, they said, we're going to do a quick interview with all the runners. And they came up to the first runner. Hey, it's great to see you. It's amazing. What's your goal or your ambition for today? Fifth? Fifth would be cool. Oh, you want sixth. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're sixth. I'm fifth. Cool, great. You have sixth. Yours, eighth. What about your one over here? Ooh. I mean, I just think losing would be amazing. I want to be that guy who comes last. Ho, ho, ho. I want to be the guy who gets disqualified. Watch me three times run before the gun. I will show all of you. Like, think about that Olympics would not only be the most depressing Olympics to watch, but you would never tune into that Olympics again. It would be like watching golf. <coughs> um, I had to sneak it in. Yeah, boom. But actually, if you ran down the line, do you know what we would hear? What are you going after? Gold. 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 There's no way you can get gold. What are you going after? Gold. 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 And you want to know why? Because if you went up to each one of them and you said, so what are you? I'm a winner. 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 So I don't run like I'm a loser. I run because I'm a winner, and so I will run like a winner. You see, no matter how much we as a team advanced, no matter how much we aligned ourselves with the plan, and no matter how much we acted upon it, there was one reality we had to acknowledge in our lives for us to be an unbeatable team, and it was simply this. We are winners. Before we get onto the field and start to play, we had to know we are winners. It changed how we played. It changed the passes we made. It changed the risks we took. Everything we did was simply because we were going, we are winners. When we see the other teams, do you know what? They are losers. We are winners. We will win. And we won. And for some of you today, you need to realize You are a winner. So stop playing life like a loser because you are a winner. 1 Corinthians actually has an interesting bit about this and we're going to quickly jump onto 1 Corinthians. It'll be up on the screen. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 has this um, interesting kind of writing and Paul says these words. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? Let's just pause. It's important. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run? It's profound. Let's sink over here. (laughs) Like, if there's anything more obvious that Paul could write, like, I don't know. But actually, it's quite important because are you running? You can't be in the race if you're not running. All you are is a fat, overweight man watching football at home, eating a hamburger, screaming at the television. If you want to be in the race, you've got to run. You've you got to run. You've got to run. So let's carry on. But only one person gets the prize. Unlike everything we're telling kids today, 
There is a definite winner and there's a definite loser. If you come last, you're not a side winner, a secondary winner, or a quadruply lost, you tried your best winner, you lost. There is a winner, there is a loser, and you are told to run in such a way as to win. Run in such a way as to run. When I was busy prepping this, I had a question. Whom am I running against so that I can win? Obviously, I can't say that I'm running against you guys because the Bible talks about us not comparing ourselves to each other. Take the big plank of wood out of your eye before I take the speck out of my eye. That's actually the other way around. Take the plank out of my eye before I take the speck out of your eye. So you aren't who I'm in competition with. And maybe an argument could be made that we're running against the devil But even in my head, it seems a little weird. What I think, though, is that you are running against you. You're running against yourself. Because so often, we want to over-spiritualize something that's actually us simply playing on the defensive, reacting to what life is throwing at us, rather than playing on the offensive and going boldly after what God's telling us to go for. Running against ourselves, because even now, when I say, you are a winner, no, you're a winner, some of you guys are in your heads going, I am not. Run against yourself. You've got to. Because this thing in here, my brain, ultimately will either become the thing that keeps me back from everything that God has for me or releases me to go boldly after it. So run the race to win. Everybody who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. We don't run to get a medal. We don't run to get accolades or appreciation. We run because as we run and we win, what's waiting for us is an inheritance greater than we can understand. A crown for us to wear. You see, when you begin to understand that you're a winner, you begin to understand that what you're running after is the inheritance that is yours to take. You see, in reality, as you sit here, you're a winner. And do you want to know why you're a winner? One of the reasons you're a winner is is because you are sons and daughters of God, which makes you royalty. You are queens, you are kings, you are princes, you are princesses. There is a crown of everlasting life and inheritance that will not go away that you get to run after and put onto yourself and wear it. When you walk into your office and you may be the person who's at the bottom of the food chain, you've got to remember I'm a winner. I'm actually a king as I stand here. My position in this place may not indicate it, but I am a king. I have an inheritance that I can take and live out, and I am going to go hard after that. I'm going to live how I much. When you go to school, everybody may look and go, you're not popular, you're not popular, you're not popular. It's okay because you're a princess going after a crown that you can wear 
on your head of everlasting inheritance that is yours. When you're at home and you're washing the dishes and you're cleaning up after all of your kids or after your husband, you need to realize that in that space, you are a king wearing a crown of inheritance that's yours to take. You see, you are a winner and you will win if you go after the win. And the thing that you will win at is that you will be able to get this crown of inheritance that unlocks everything for you. Not just a dumb medal. A crown of inheritance that begins to unlock everything for you. This is what we begin to go after. It's interesting that later on in this passage, Paul speaks about this fact that he will beat his body He will beat his body. He will fight himself to always run the race so he can win. And so today, it's my encouragement to you that you need to start to run to win. Do not be defensive in your life. Go on the offense now. Begin to take the fight to the devil. Begin to claim the things of the kingdom in your life today. Begin to get proactive in your praying because life is the tip of the iceberg. Prayer is what's under the water. So often we're praying to God as a response to what the devil has thrown at us rather than beginning to pray proactively to the promises that God has given us. We pray that we will be healed rather than we will be well. We don't come and stand against the devil and say, not in this place, not in my family. Because in the kingdom, in the kingdom where my eternal inheritance lies, where I am a king, what's been given to me is the fact that there is no illness there. It doesn't exist, so I'm going to pray that in now where I am. You see, in the kingdom, there is no financial strife and trouble. It doesn't exist. And so right now, I'm going to begin to pray that into my life. I'm going on the attack. I'm becoming proactive. What I'm not going to do is just react to the devil and then go to God and go, please, please, please help me out. Please, please, please help me out. We spend all of our time praying catch up. I didn't make that term up. I stole it from someone else, but it's a great term. We need to stop praying catch up. You need to become proactive in your praying. That's great. Begin to pray to prevent the fires, not to put them out. Begin to pray the kingdom into your life. Begin to pray what God is telling you you should do. Begin to pray what the promises that God has given you. Begin to pray everything that God is calling you to. And I'm going to tell you now why you should do it. You should do it because you are a winner. Because you see, when you come and you start praying proactively, God, I'm going to be praying for wellness for my family. I'm going to be praying for health for my family. I'm going to be praying prosperity for my family. I know ultimately what's going to happen. And this is the secret is I'm going to win. Because I'm a winner. That's what the Bible tells me. If your job's not going well, start to pray about it. Don't wait for it to fall apart. Start praying now about it. God, give me the grace to stick at it if it's your desire or show me what's next. Begin to be proactive in your prayer. I'm telling you now, you will win because you're a winner. 
Because God has purposes and plans for your life. And when you align yourself to those things, you start to win. You see, when you pray proactively, you begin to pray to advance. God, I know 10 years ago, I was so ill and it took me by surprise. I will never let that happen again. So I'm starting to pray wellness over myself. Do you get this? It's advancing. I'm beginning to get proactive in my prayer. God, I know before that my finances has been hit hard. Well, I'm not going to let that just go by. It took me by surprise, but now I'm going to start advancing and start praying proactively over that. I know that my marriage is struggling. I'm not going to let it take me by surprise. I'm going to start to proactively praying for my spouse, my husband, my marriage. I'm going to begin to get to this. God, I know stuff's bad with my kids. I'm not going to let it take me by surprise. I'm going to start to proactively pray this. I'm going to begin to advance. That's what I'm beginning to do. And when you proactively pray, you will start to advance. Start to align yourself with his kingdom. God, I know your will is that all people would come to know you. This means your will right here, right now, is that my unbelieving spouse would know you. I'm going to begin to align my prayer proactively with what the kingdom says. And in that, I'm going to go hard after the devil. So devil, you have no claim over my spouse. You have no claim over my children. Because in the kingdom, you tell us, God, that your will is that all would come to know you. So I'm going to align my life. God, begin to give me the courage to act on what you're asking me to do. That may mean laying your hands on a sex shop late at night and praying for it to end. God, give me the courage to go after you, to go after your promises, your plans, and your purposes that you have. But let me tell you, all of that praying in the world will mean nothing if you cannot accept this one truth about yourself. And it's that you are a winner. You're a winner. When it comes to life, you're a winner. The game's already played. And let me let you in on the secret. You've won. You've won. Everything that God is calling you to, all the promises God has given, everything He wants to do in your life, all of the promises from His kingdom, all of these things are available to you. All you have to do is take them, and you will take them when you understand, I am a winner. This is my inheritance. This is for me. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. You're a winner. I lied before. We lost one game. And the game we lost happened after the season. There was a British team from yeah. school that came out. Come on. Yeah. And they'd heard that we were unbeaten. So they um, contacted the school and said, can we come and play your hockey team? And obviously, we accepted. And what happened is, is we managed to get our hands on a VHS videotape of one of their games. That's how old the story is. And it was horrific for us to watch. They were awesome. This team was first rate. And the more we watched, the more despondent we became as a team. 
I remember it clearly. The day arrived. We took the field. And on that day, what we did is we chose to play defensively. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven balls into the back of the net. Woo! I mean, seven balls into the back of the net. Us, zero. And at half time, a coach sat us down. And this is the talk he gave us. You know what to do. You know the plan. You know how to play. What you have to decide is whether you're a winner or not. I'm sad to say we walked out of that room and we chose still to play defensively. And we got hammered by that team. Absolutely lost. You may feel like you're advancing. You may be aligning yourself with the plan. You may even be prepared to act. Will you choose to be a winner? Because it's who you are. You are a winner. So play life to win. I just have a real sense today that some of you really need to get this. You're a winner. 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 You're gonna win. So play like a winner now. Don't react to what the devil's doing in your life. But start to pray proactively. Start to go hard after the stuff God is telling you, calling you to the blessings he's thrown out of you because you are a winner. You will win. You've got to get this. You are a winner. You are a winner. You are a winner. All these things, you are a winner. You are a winner. You can conquer everything. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that you can't do because you're a winner. Play to win. I'm going to invite the guys up and I'm going to quickly pray. I'd invite you to stand where you are as we pray. God, I just thank you that you have made us into winners. You tell us in your word, God, that you're working all of our lives together for the good. We're winners. You tell us in your word, God, that we are more than conquerors in you. We're winners. And I pray, God, that the reality of this would seep over us, seep over us. It would begin to seep into our hearts, into the very centers and cores of who we are. That we would realize that we are winners. We have an eternal inheritance that we can claim and live out, a crown that we can take and put on. I pray, God, for those who for so long in this room have been running their race reactively defensively 
that you would help them to begin to run proactively, offensively, that they would start to run to win because it's who they are. I pray, God, that your spirit would just come on us and that we would know at the end of all of this, we are winners.